Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Asia-Pacific Currents. News and labour issues from the Asia-Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock. On Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Link. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents this Saturday the 5th of March here on Community Radio 3CR. I'm Giselle Hanna. I'm James Barry. And uh, coming up on today's program, um, we're going to, we finally got that interview with the president of the Unganwadi Workers Union about that extraordinary struggle of uh, pre and postnatal and pre and postpartum care workers in India um, and their fight their initial fight in 2017 for recognition and then uh, now this current round of dispute for increased wages and conditions. Um, I do warn listeners that the um, audio quality of that interview isn't great. The only opportunity I had to speak with Shivani Kaur was when she was on the picket line uh, and the internet's not great in the area that she was and also there's a lot of background noise. But it's a really important story and as you know, we've been trying to get it and she's now sleeping at the picket line. Um, So uh, just ask for your patience um, in order to listen to that important story. Um, of course, Asia Pacific Currents is brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on the web or the w's.aawl.org.au. We're on Facebook and Twitter. So look us up on those social media platforms. But it's a really full show this morning, James. So we'll get straight into, straight into the news. Uh, so our first item today is from South Korea, where a worker has been reinstated after 36 years. Kim Jin-suk, a former welder at the Busan shipyard in South Korea, has been reinstated in her job after 36 years of fighting against her sacking for union activity. Kim was elected as a union representative for, for her workplace in 1986 at the age of 25 and was sacked from her position six months later after she distributed leaflets exposing the corrupt practices of her employer, the Korean shipbuilding company. In her struggle to be reinstated, Kim became a well-known activist in Korea and has been covered on the Asia-Pacific Currents uh, show before, uh, particularly after she occupied a 35-metre-tall crane for 309 days in Busan in 2011, only coming down after the Hanjin Heavy Industries, uh, who uh, bought her old employer, reinstated 94 sacked workers. So that was a success. Kim's reinstatement is symbolic, and she will retire as part of a deal with the Korean Metalworkers Union and the HJ Shipbuilding and Construction, which is the current iteration of the employer who sacked her. However, Kim's reinstatement highlights that the many workers who have not had justice, and she dedicated her reinstatement ceremony last Friday to several of her comrades who have died in the struggle for labour rights. 
the persistence of uh, Korean workers and Korean labour activists is extraordinary and a big congratulations to Kim for that. Um, We move to the Philippines where it was the um, commemoration of the EDSA People Powers Revolution. Um, That People Power Revolution in 1986 ended a 20-year dictatorship of General Marcos. Um, the, The event was commemorated in the Philippines this week with questions about what its legacy means in the Dutetra era. EDSA refers to a long road in Manila called Epifanio de los Santos Avenue, which demonstrators occupied between February 22 and February 25 to protest fraudulent elections held two weeks earlier. In remembering the demonstrations, our comrades in the Philippines have raised questions about the progress since that time, especially as a memory of Marcos is currently being rehabilitated and whitewashed under President Duterte and, of course, in the run-up to these presidential elections in May where some of Marcos's relatives are running for Mm. uh, the position of president. To Iran now, where teachers continue to protest. Teachers in Iran have continued to protest despite several prominent members of the movement being arbitrarily detained in recent weeks, and many other regular members facing termination of their employment for their ongoing involvement. Teachers in Iran have been protesting regularly since 2018 against the government's proposed teaching teaching ranking bill, which they argue is insufficient in raising their wages. Currently, many public school teachers' wages are set below the poverty line, and the protesters argued that the government's promise of a rise of 20 to 25% in the next 10 years is inadequate. While some activists, like Ali Hassan Bahamin, have been arrested and released within 48 hours, others have been sentenced to several years in prison without proper legal representation or process, such as Jafar Ibrahimi, Shaban Mohammadi, Rasul Bodaghi and Nusrat Beheshti. In Myanmar, factory workers are protesting the coup. Since the military coup on the 1st of February 2021, many companies across the country have used the takeover to cut wages and suppress or intimidate unions. The military government has been on the side of employers, obviously, having declared 16 of the largest trade unions in Myanmar as illegal organisations and violently intervening in strikes, leading to the deaths of many workers. However, there have been two small but significant victories in the past few months. In January, workers won their right to severance pay at the Gasan Apparel Factory in Leithaya, apologies for pronunciation, in that particular township in Yangon's west. The workers had been sacked for striking against pay cuts. In another part of Yangon, in Shwepyita Township, the workers went on strike to stop the cutting of pay for those who could not work every day. The improvement of rice in the canteen and the sacking of an HR manager accused of harassment. These workers at an unnamed factory were granted their demands. This is an amazing achievement in the middle of what is effectively now a civil war, very, very um, one-sided civil war. The military has all the arms and weaponry and the people's um, militia on the ground have uh, makeshift weapons, um, but that workers are still fighting industrially because obviously this is uh, all about maximising profits for companies. Mm. Uh, In Australia now, where Samoan officials have tried to stop union workers from joining unions, 
Samoa's labour attaché to Australia has been accused of breaking Australia's and international labour laws by coercing workers to either quit or not join unions. A leaked recording of the official, Ofa'i Fuli Siai Langateli Sale Usisele, telling Samoan workers in Queensland that unions were, not, were for white people and that many union members were either lazy or intent on causing destruction. He is quoted as saying, Leave the union you joined. Leave immediately. If the union asks you why you're leaving, tell them that the government of Samoa said to leave. And warning workers that joining a union would jeopardise their relationship with not only the labour hire companies that mediated their employment, but also with the Samoan government itself, telling the workers, there's only one door that you came in, and it'll be the same door that you will exit. The Samoan government will, uh, has, official has delivered similar messages to Samoan berry farmers in Tasmania last year. And of course, we can't end this week's roundup of news without mentioning the war. The US-NATO war with Russia being fought on Ukrainian territory. Over the last year, APC has discussed the realignment of world powers and now we're seeing some of this come to the fore. For example, despite India's close security relationship with the US, the UK and Australia, India has notably refused to condemn Russia. Delhi is reliant on Russia for military hardware. Japan has begun removing its business links with Russia, despite the Russian military engaging in war games near Japan's waters, clearly as a warning to the country. And of course, the US ruling class's most strategic competitor, China. Some leftists say that the workers have no side in this fight, but we do have a side, the side of class war, not imperialist war. AAWL, the organisation that brings you Asia-Pacific Currents, says workers are the cannon fodder for imperialist wars and we must call for an immediate stop to the war. The soldiers fighting these wars have more in common with each other. Their interests are far more aligned across borders than with the capitalist classes of their own nation states. While we support the peace movement, this struggle cannot be won on moralism or blind condemnation of Russia alone. And revolution is not a peaceful process. Soldiers must desert their generals and join a revolutionary struggle for the overthrow of capitalism. There is a rally next Saturday. It is organised by IPAN, which of course is a peace movement network, and AAWL has participated in the meetings leading up to calling this rally. And particularly, we condemn that meeting for refusing to say that it is class war, not imperialist war. Uh, IPAN chose not to engage in the class nature of the politics of this war. However, we support the rally. It is Saturday, the 12th of March at 12 o'clock at the State Library. And the key demands are peace in Ukraine, Russia out, NATO out. That does bring us to the end of news from around the region and we're going to go to some community announcements and then our feature story for the morning. Luciano and Georgia Keats, supported by the Australian Queer Archive, present Queer Ways, retracing Melbourne's queer footprint. Queer Ways is a community art project that maps the queer history of Melbourne, combining our community's stories and voices, past and present, into a permanent, interactive record of being queer in Melbourne. Visit www.queerways.melbourne now to record your story in queer history and explore our city's untold history. Queer Ways, a 3CR supporter.
Paul Kelly here. Hi, this is Shane Howard here, asking you to support 3CR. Independent radio station, encouraging independent music and independent thought. They've been supporting musicians for more than 30 years, so let's support them. It is 12 minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. This is Asia Pacific Currents. The Anganwadi are pre- and postnatal workers, the equivalent of Australia's midwives, early maternal health care nurses and early natal health care workers. Since the 70s, these workers have been asked to work as volunteers and in 2017 they fought and won a long, hard battle for recognition as workers. Now, five years later, they're fighting for increased wages and conditions. I had the opportunity to interview the president of this workers' union, Shivani Kaur, and the only place I could get her was directly on the picket line. The internet connection is not great and there's a lot of background noise, but the story's too important not to broadcast, and I ask listeners to persist through the quality in order to hear this important story. Okay, so Anganwadi caregivers are basically these community workers who government... Uh, of India and different states have uh, employed as voluntary workers and they are not called the regular employees of any government. They are termed as social workers, as voluntary workers and their principal task is pertaining to uh, you know, imparting education to, pre, uh, to children in the pre-formal uh, stage of education for example between ages 0 to 6 and the other task that they are principally responsible is uh, providing the nutrition needs of community and principally small children, small kids and nursing and lactating mothers. Uh, Basically the scheme was introduced by government of India in 1975 to fight hunger and malnutrition and women from many backward sections from working class uh, you know, a background were included as part of this uh, entire scheme of the government. Uh, but uh, let me make this point here that maybe in West, maybe in Australia, in New Zealand, there might be, you know, community health workers and uh, caregivers like them who are who do have, you know, dignity of labor associated with their work, but. As far as these Anganwadi caregivers are considered, government treat them literally as bonded labor and make them do all those tasks that are not actually mandated by the scheme. But they are crucial in implementing most of the scheme pertaining to health and education. The industrial action of these workers commenced in 2017. It was a historic strike back then, five years ago now. Um, and, and one of the things that the workers rightly fought for was recognition as workers versus volunteers, as you described. Tell me um, about the struggle of 2017 and then, if you can, where we have come to in 2022. The 58-day-long strike uh, of these Anglomatic caregivers and uh, after that strike, the state government, which is led by uh, Arvind Kejriwal and Rizama Hrithati, uh, they were forced to double the honorarium of the Anglomadi Women Workers in Delhi, and their honorariums were doubled. Uh, 
but as far as the status of you know uh, uh, their work and recognition as employees recognition as workers was concerned that is still uh, not being done i uh, one of the reasons is that because it's an all india scheme so central government is principally liable for that and uh, uh, we do need a and you know a movement that is organized throughout india and then we can actually challenge all the state governments and the central government together uh, to get this recognition as uh, permanent employees as workers of the department uh, but yes as far as the implement of honorary was concerned in 2017 our union managed to get that and uh, in that sense because it was a very long strike the few days is not a small period of time and uh, these women workers so some of them are principal breadwinners of their families and always departments and governments try to criminally intimidate them uh so uh, but they held their ground and in 2017 we won uh in 2022 one of the two demands is that the again on the level should be increased because as far as the inflation is concerned as far as the workload is concerned there has been a tremendous rise in votes since 2017 secondly we are also demanding that uh the you know there was an announcement made by the modi government in 2000 in uh, uh, 18 october 2018 uh, in october 2018 increasing the honorarium of anwari women workers by 1650 but that uh, uh, that increment has not been implemented till yet so one of the demands is that that should also be relieved as soon as possible again we are demanding that that work should be recognized they should be treated as government employees we are also demanding that uh, uh, the infiltration of various ngos in the field should be stopped with immediate effect because uh, not only government is uh, shirking from its responsibility it's actually making these ngos do the tasks uh, that are the functions of a government and these ngos they are they have got corporate backing they got backing from big capitalist houses they are infiltrating the entire scheme uh, integrated child development scheme of which these anonymous women workers are part so uh, these are some of the demands that we are raising so some of them are obviously similar to the ones we raised in 2017 but yes this time also uh, the strike has been Uh, a historic one because today is the 27th day of the strike. The strike started on 31st of January, uh, and today is the 27th day. And in between, we've done many uh, important things uh, that I can mention later. But yes, uh, the demands, as I said, are uh, you know some some are, some of them are same as 2017. So where to from here? I know that there was a very particular um, action that was held at the strike site yesterday. If you could tell us about that action. Uh, yes, uh, actually there have been a couple of actions. For example, we have held two massive rallies: one on 
11th of February and second on 22nd of February. And these were like big, massive uh, rallies. A red, you know, a red sea was flowing throughout Delhi and around 15 to 18,000 women workers participated in it. And in that sense, it was uh, a historic, both of these rallies were historic because uh, Delhi hasn't witnessed, you know, such a huge upsurge uh, from the working class and working masses of late. Then yesterday, we actually occupied the uh, department's headquarters and still that occupation is going on. So uh, last morning, yesterday morning, uh, around 1,500 women workers get out and uh, occupied the department headquarters. The director of the department fleed from the uh, from our occupation site. And uh, throughout yesterday, last night, that occupation continued. And still at the occupation site, and the occupation is still going on. At a different uh, a strike site, which is our original strike site at Civil Line, uh, women have been staying put since 31st of January. So this is an addition. This occupation is an addition. I also want to clarify uh, one thing that the government has uh, on, 20, on 24th of February announced an increase. Government has actually announced an increment, but our union, Delhi State Anandmari Workers and Helpers Union, has rejected it. Uh, and I also want to point out the role of yellow revisionist trade union in our strike. So there is, uh, you know, a treacherous union associated with one of the central uh, trade union federations called C2. And this, uh, uh, this union affiliated with the central trade union federation C2 has throughout our strike in cahoots with these, uh, uh, you know, betrayers of the uh, working class movement, have entered in a negotiation and arrived at a at an agreement, and they have uh, raised, uh, you know, our honorarium to a meager amount, which we have clearly rejected. And after that declaration, this occupation started yesterday. So I believe that. Uh, our movement, our strike has entered a new phase with this occupation because this occupation movement is a new, is the latest addition to the already uh, ongoing strike. And apart from the rallies we held, uh, two massive rallies, this occupation, um, I think in that sense, is, is historic. And we have actually occupied the premises of the department. We have actually occupied the premises of uh, you know, interstate bus terminus from where buses leave from Delhi to other states. So that entire area has been occupied by the women workers. Uh, so it's a sight to behold. Uh, it's it's actually a strike. It's actually a movement to look up, uh, look, uh, you know, to actually look forward to. And I'm really glad that your organization all and all the struggling people and struggling organizations of Australia have extended their solidarity, their sorority, their brotherhood with our women workers. And we are really, really, really pleased. And I can't express, uh, uh, you know, how grateful we are that we've received such a support and, you know, solidarity with your messages from you all. Oh, thank you so much. And of course, this is such an extraordinary 
struggle, it um, only makes sense to support it. I wanted to ask you that the regulation for the Anganwadi workers comes from municipalities. So this particular strike is in New Delhi. Are there other municipalities um, where this strike will be extended to once you win in New Delhi? Yes, that's a very good question because, uh, you know, since our union has been founded in 2015 and since, uh, you know, the times we've led two successful strikes and uh, led them to victory, we've received many calls and many, you know, people have contacted us from across India, like Anganwadi caregivers from other states also. And uh, with this strike still going on, We've received so much support and so much, uh, you know, solidarity from other states, other municipalities, and uh, uh, you know, from other women workers who are employed in this scheme. And uh, believe me, we are actually in contact with many such women workers, and we are all calling them to uh, make independent militant organizations, militant trade unions that are not, you know. Uh, suffering from the ills of economism, trade unionism, and that are not affiliated to any electoral political party because we can see how these political parties actually remote control all, all these trade unions. They don't have any independence and they act as puppets of all uh, electoral political parties. So once we are done with our strike and once we win it, definitely we are going to other states and municipalities in India and we are planning to organize women throughout India and we received uh, calls from Himachal, from Haryana, from Maharashtra, from Tamil Nadu, uh, from Madhya Pradesh, from Bengal. And once we've finished with our task here, we are going and extend our work in other states and uh, we are actually committed uh, to do this because it's one of the principal duties as as political activists and as uh, you know uh, we believe that we are one of the true flag bearers of the working class so it's our bounden duty that we should go and we should meet up with this, these women and we should uh, uh, you know organize a concerted effort because it's an all india scheme and only an all india movement can actually challenge uh, the authorities and the powers that be. So yes, once we are done with our strike here, we are going and organize women at other places in India as well. Shivani, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Giselle, and thank you all the listeners who are listening to your show and your organization all. Uh, you've always supported us unconditionally and you actually uh, um, you know, amplified our voice. I would also uh, make an appeal to all the listeners that please follow our Facebook page. Uh, it goes by the name of our union, Delhi State Anwarwadi Workers and Helpers Union. Please follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, and amplify our voice on social media. Also, if you, any of you can contribute uh, economically, financially also, we need that. 
and we don't accept any kind of institutional funding so no funding from funding agencies corporate councils electronic parties governments or ngos but yes all individual contributions even if they are small it doesn't matter uh, how you intend it to be is is the real thing and and we need all your solidarity all your support in all forms if you guys whoever is listening to this show if you can send solidarity video messages our women need that if you can send us uh, statements of solidarity we need that and finally last but not the least if you can send in some economic contributions also that will make us uh, uh, you know uh, it will make our path a little bit easier as many women are uh, facing financial strain at their home uh, because the strike has been going on for 27 days in 3 days it will be a one month strike and from first march onwards it's going to be a 24/7 strike so women won't return to their places they will just stay put there uh, throughout day throughout night and it's going to be a 24 hour long uh, strike after that so we need all your support we need all your assistance we need all your solidarity That was Shivani Kaur from the Anganwadi Workers Union speaking about their struggle. We'll put up details of how you can support the strike fund if you want to and if you're able to, and we'll also put a link to their Facebook page. Um, for those listeners who speak Hindi, there are a lot of um, picket line speeches that are delivered that give more detail about what's happening. So our Hindi listeners or speakers in the listenership can um, access those. those videos um that does bring us to the end of another asia pacific currents thanks for tuning in we'll be back next saturday with more news and current affairs from the asia pacific region i'm giselle hanna and i'm james barry and coming up next is palestine remembered you've been listening to a 3cr podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3cr in melbourne australia for more information go to allthews.3cr.org.au